This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So now Posey ranges away some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration. The crowd was going crazy. There's not much in life that's better than that. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys with Mark Willard and Joe Shasky on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. Okay, what's going on? Next episode of Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys. And just when we were thinking about transitioning into having conversations about December, a tidy little five-game win streak highlighted by two walk-off home runs uh, with Joe Shasky, Mark Willard. It's the Giants podcast for the Giants fan, by the Giants fan. And so now here we are suddenly, Joe, all asking ourselves, to what level do we believe? Um, Look, it's still very, very unlikely, but they are in this thing. There's no two ways about it. This thing is not over yet. Um, But I wonder, this is a question that's been popping in my head for a while. I wonder what you think. So there's no question uh, any Giants fan, if they're actually a Giants fan, is going to be rooting for them to make the postseason all the time. But we've also said everything that we've said up to this point this year about differences we'd like to see going forward. So what if they do have a really good rest of August and September uh, and wherever that ends up? Who knows? Maybe there's some October baseball, too. How does that change the discussion with regard to changes you want to see? And does it give the Giants brass the opportunity to say, no, that's that's two good years in a row. We're just fine. Well, I think you still need to upgrade at certain positions. Like right now, even though they're in the middle of a five-game winning streak, they need almost everything. <laughs> I mean, like they could use more starting pitching, right? We don't know what's going to happen with Rodon. Clearly need bullpen. Every position out on the field is up for grabs. Maybe catcher is is accounted for if Bart can keep this up. But like to me, I think that would be fool's gold. Just because you're winning doesn't mean you can't upgrade. And I look at just all the best teams around sports, whether it's the Golden State Warriors, whether it's the New England Patriots when they were at their heights, they were always evolving and trying to upgrade. So I I hope that's not the case, Mark, because I think we both would agree just because you have a good record, just because you get in the playoffs, even if you knock a team or two off, this is very far from a perfect roster. And there's uh, there's upgrades that can be made. Well, I'll even sit here and take it in the moment and say, look, I have my concerns over um, how – sustainable and obviously no five game win streak is sustainable. It's not like they're just going to win out. Um, But this good play, if you, if you will, how sustainable is it? Because again, two of these five wins took 
heroics in the bottom of the ninth inning, number one. And number two, there's been very, very little asked of the bullpen yeah. during this time. And so we're still not seeing what I think is going to be the most important thing down the stretch, which is better pitching out of the bullpen. You've gotten such good pitching from the starters uh, during this five-game period. And then when you do ask something out of the bullpen, um, you know, Doval's been fine. Brebbia good last night. But outside of that, there was one game where they asked for a lot out of the bullpen. They coughed it up twice. Yeah. And, yeah. and Estrada saved them. So I'm, I'm, my eyes are still there. I still want to see three or four relievers start to pitch well before I believe this is really going to go somewhere great. Yeah, and before the game tonight, they made a bunch of little microtransactions in terms of optioning guys to and from Sacramento. And so Luis Gonzalez gets dropped down, a couple of arms that I'm not familiar with. I'm not sure if you've heard of any of these names. Like, these are people none of us are familiar with. Let's see it. Come on down. Like the price is right. Let's let's see if they can take a spin and 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 get out there. And maybe there's a salvageable arm. This guy, Alex Young. Okay. I didn't know who he was two weeks ago. He's put together now two good performances. Now, is he Jeremy Affelt in his prime? No. But like right now, he's trending in the right direction. And in a bullpen looking for somebody to take the rock, why not? I'll take anybody who throws with their left arm right now. <laughs> yes. uh, my 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 eight-year-old son's a true lefty. I've been thinking a lot about it lately. I mean, my gosh, like anybody who can get outs from the left-hand side is 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 very valuable. So Zach Littell is back. Maybe that will provide another sixth, seventh inning type guy who can provide some stability. But look, it's also just going to take, and I know this is never all that satisfying of an answer, it's going to take people – who have performed in the past to perform. Dominic Leone is gonna have to is gonna have to stabilize himself. Mm-hmm. Harleen Garcia looks like maybe he has. Maybe he's stabilized himself. Brebia um, has been good most of the year. He had a good outing, but it was a little wobbly before that. Like you're gonna have to have your four or five guys mm-hmm. pitch. And then the other question is. You know, can Tyler Rogers, how many more times do you even want him to try to be one of those four or five guys? It's a great question. The one good thing is we haven't seen him in like four days. You know what I mean? So maybe his arms had an opportunity to crank it up a couple of miles per hour because, boy, he could use it. Uh, Secondarily, I think it is fool's gold to think that Jacob Junis, who has not gotten past the fifth inning all year, went seven strong basically yesterday to think that he's going to do that every time or even every other time through his rotation the rest of the way. You're asking a lot from Rodon, who's getting the ball today, Webb, and then Alex Wood, Alex Cobb. Like I, I don't know. I, I think it puts a lot of strain on those guys. And I do think you have to be a little careful with Logan Webb. I mean, he's a 25-year-old. You want to worry about this year but you don't want to wear down the rubber pad on this bad boy for next year and beyond. Well, and just keep in mind what's coming now. I know you got the excitement of the moment and, and there's confidence all over the place for the next two games because the Giants will finish up this homestand and you've got Rodon and Webb thrown in those two games. That's great. Even if the Giants win them, let's say mm-hmm. they're, you know, two or three back in the last column of the wild card race. Uh, if, if they're able to win those games, now you're going to Colorado. And, and and what do we know about that? House you know what I mean? Like you're going to need your bullpen to pitch. This is a trip to Colorado, and it's huge. It's huge because it's the start of a roadie that'll take them also to Detroit and Minnesota. And you got to play well because as soon as you get back, you got back to back home stands that are literally against the best teams in baseball. 
it's San Diego, it's Philly, it's the Dodgers, it's Atlanta. That's the the next four teams that come to Oracle Park. So, um, look, I believe, you know, I always believe, I'm always here for the journey. I, I, I think it's great that they have at least emotionally continued to show life after the way they started things after the All-Star break. Um, but there's still a piece of me that goes, look, I, I know that this isn't going to end up anywhere good if – those guys that we just mentioned yeah. don't start performing. Yeah, no, it's totally fair. And yeah, you, you, I don't know what's going to happen here down the stretch. I'm just kind of going day to day. And I know everyone wants to look at the schedule and all the bad teams and all the good teams and who they play. I, I can't get too bottled down. I need to see my starters go six strong and we'll just take it from there. And I'm, I'm thinking right now, and I'm like, I trust Brebbia, obviously right now. I mean, process of elimination. I trust Alex young Leon. I kind of cringe a little, but I trust him more than, than a Tyler Rogers, but can they continue the situational hitting as well? Like Mark, as much as this is about the arms and the bullpen, they've played much better defense as of late, much better defense. And then the situational hitting has been there. Now, look, the guy's getting first and second, no outs, and they can't move a runner over. I'm going to continue to pull my hair out on this one. Mike is scrimsy on line one, but some of this magic, I mean, I, sometimes you can't explain it in baseball. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. No, you can't. And by the way, so now the other side of the coin that we're talking about right now, let's go ahead and give a moment to this magic. Like, uh, of all the wins this year, um, I'm still going to – you're never going to take away – Yaz's walk-off Grand Slam for me. It was awesome. That's Right? That's the game. It was awesome. Right? Remember the game early in the year, Jock Peterson, two home runs, yes. uh, the back-and-forth game. Who were mm-hmm. they playing against? Was that uh, – Not was the Indians. Philly? It was somebody. I can't remember who it was, but it was a back-and-forth yeah. thing. And what did they win? 13-12, to 12, something ridiculous. The mess. That one pops to mind. But outside of that – from an Oracle Park fan base that has cried the word boring, uh, you know, too often for anybody's taste this year, man, they've been treated this week. I mean, two out of three games, you go into the bottom of the ninth down one and then uncork the long ones. And I mean, Brandon Crawford, you're talking one, nothing ball game, nobody on base, two outs, two strikes, and you win that ball game. That's absolutely the kind of game that can lead to a few more wins. They were literally an umpire strike three away, which he had called strike three all night, oh. you know, a foot and a half off the plate. And he doesn't get it. Arizona get Estrada doesn't get the strike called. The Arizona manager gets thrown out. I'm in the second row listening to and hearing the whole thing. And I'm thinking, boy, they caught a break on that one. That's been a strike all night. And Estrada hits one off the wall. I couldn't even tell if the right fielder, I, did it hit his glove, Mark? It I'm not even close. sure. It was close. He did. You know, everything sort of disappears up against that <laughs> yeah. brick wall. Yes. But yeah, he 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 put the kind of blind leap yes. up and it bounced off something up there, but it wasn't, it definitely was not a ball that he w- should have caught. No. It was and, a you know clean triple. 
and and if you were in the ballpark, it was hot all night. I was in a t-shirt. I mean, how many times can you wear a t-shirt to a Giants game? And then by about the eighth inning, the temperature dropped and the wind started kicking up. And Yaz hits that ball earlier in the inning to dead center. And Alec Thomas goes back on it maybe an hour earlier. That's out. But instead, he jumps right. up and catches it. So I had no idea Crawford's ball was going to get out. I couldn't believe it just kept going and going. Wow. Neither did the announcers, by the way. Like, I had a fun time this morning sort of comparing the two walk-off calls. Flem and Kype, the second Estrada hit his ball, they're like, that puppy is mm -hmm. not coming back. But this time, it's uh, I think it was Miller and Kype yeah. who had the uh, the two calls of this one. And neither, you could tell, neither one of them, <laughs> at, at first blast, neither one of them was like, ah, he hit it well. It's going to center. But you think, look, there's two outs. This is going to end up on the warning track, and the Giants are going home. And it, like you said, it just kept going. And it leads to, you know, maybe the feel-good moment of the year. Jalen Crawford gets the video of her kids jumping so cool. around. By the way, I don't know if you heard when she called into the uh, to the station earlier today to share the story of how that came together. This is really fun. And Giants fans, if you missed this, you'll love it. So here's the thing. If you've seen the video of Crawford's kids jumping around, that was not live. So here's what happened. You got little kids, some of whom had gone to bed, but three of them woke up because they heard Jaylen, the wife. Oh, my gosh. They heard her screaming, but they didn't think it was because Brandon had hit a home run Jalen also, just before the home run, they're in Arizona, she had found a tarantula in the oh, house. Oh, no. So oh she screams about that, and the kids come out, and they think it's because there's a tarantula in the house. So she then go through all the tarantula stuff. <laughs> Apparently, they're keeping this tarantula as a pet and calling oh. it walk-off. They named it walk-off. Oh, wow, that's a great name. Right? And then she brought the kids over to the TV, rewound it to before – the home run, she knew what was about to happen. The kids did not. They thought they were watching it live. Oh, that's great. And then that's why she was able to calmly just take a video of them. It was a phenomenal story. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing on many layers. And, I mean, Crawford's family, doesn't everybody get kind of, you know, all warm and fuzzy when they see him? I mean, he, he's a local boy wearing the Giants colors down at Candlestick as a five-year-old. There's everything you got to love about Brandon Crawford. And it's his third walk-off this year. He only has four for his career. I can't Jeez. believe it. In a year right. that would most would say it's been kind of a down year for Crawford, especially how awesome he was last year. He's really hitting his stride right now. No doubt. And if you do think of all the moments that he gave Giants fans last year, it's easy. And then if I asked you this year, what visual do you have? What memorable moment do you have? I know you said third walk off this year, but first one that's going over the fence like that. And you're just like, man, like he needed that. He needed some positive memories from, from this year. And I heard him after the game saying, like, I, he's been feeling good. This is the best he's felt all year after coming off the IL. So maybe he, along with the team, can recapture a little bit of last year. And I don't know, man, maybe they got a little something for us here over the next month and a half. You just never know. And look, sometimes there are certain teams that play bad baseball for the middle part of the year, and then they play their best baseball down the stretch. It does feel like to me outside of April, 
the last two weeks has been some of their better baseball, or at least the last week, okay? At least the last week. And so I just look at the defense too, Mark. The defense has been much improved. Yeah. When was the last time we said, Estrada, what are you doing? I think it also coincides with Evan Longoria coming back. No doubt. Because Evan Longoria is a stabilizer at third. Well, their veterans are back. So yeah. people are not out of position, yep. and you're not getting Mariners farmhands showing up every other day. <laughs> I mean. And who knows where. So, yes, they're not perfect players, but at least they're the ones you know and that you expected to be yep. in these positions this year. The, the lineup looks like you expected it to be, and and that may not be perfect, but it's certainly serviceable. It's better. It's competitive. Oh, no, it's it's totally yeah. fine. Right now, I'm looking at this team, and I'm saying Estrada and Wilmer Flores have kind of carried them, you know, as of the last couple of months offensively. But you're seeing small contributions. Crawford, Longoria, Belt coming through with a double uh, earlier in that game. Guys are stepping up, but the key for me is Joey Bart. He just looks like a totally different guy. Well, okay, so I'm glad you brought it up because it's something I've heard you talk about a lot on your show with regard to Joey Bart and where should he go in the lineup. Well, we had Gabe Kapler on today, had an opportunity to ask him. So we're going to hear from Gabe Kapler here in just a second. 